0: Saludo mi gente, we hope everybody is in good health, and whether you're starting your day or finishing it out, thanks for listening, we're always excited to talk to old friends here at What Would A PK Say, and today I'll be chatting with Ada Perez, and if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe, if you leave a comment, that will help us out immensely, and always share, thank you very much, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show.
1: Hello. Hey,
0: hey, what's going on?
1: Good, good. How you doing?
0: I'm doing all right. Everything all right?
1: Yes, everything's all right.
0: Very cool. How are you?
1: Everything's fine. You know, just um, pre-cautious basically, because now they're opening up stuff. How's your dad? He's better. Thank God.
0: Is he still pastoring?
1: Well, right now they did a sabbatical. Uh huh. And they've been out. For I think it's gonna be two years. It's going to be two years. He's planning to reopen now. Uh-huh. They lost people because again, since my sister's death, it just he wasn't the same, and he wasn't passing the same. They lost a lot of people. They they even had a division, and then after a while, they just they, he had, he ended up closing and renting out um the church to somebody else. Cause he could not but now he's been talking about reopening and now he, you know, he he noticed that God's not done with him. You know, now there's more, he wants to make, he wants to do things different, but you know.
0: You are involved in your church as far as ministry is concerned? Right now. Yes. I'm
1: dealing with a woman's group. Okay. And then I am also, I joined their worship team and then I'm not staying there long. Cause God had called me and I've been running. I'm planning and and with God's guidance to um to open up with my parents. My parents, the the plan is for them, they want me to take over the church. But I told them I'm praying on it because I really wasn't trying to be a pastor. (laughs) I said I was really being called to be an evangelist, if anything, you know, being out there preaching, not a pastor that's a headache and stressful, you know, that's a hard, that's a that's
0: not easy because I was a pastor's wife, so I already saw all the cons and all this extra, and I and it it was just not easy. It wasn't easy. Was it that
1: tough being um the
0: pastor's kid? Yeah. I like to talk. I like to talk to to uh, ladies about it because it was very strict back in the day. Mm-hmm. We're we're pretty close to age, so yep. it was kind of strict back in the day, and you had very you had less. Less opportunities than... Than now. Than now. It
1: was, we, were, we were forced to wear faldas in the winter. <laughs> <laughs> Freeze our legs, which was horrible. Until we got to high school, my sister became rebellious, started wearing pants behind my parents' back and started changing in buildings. Because we were just like... We got tired of people calling us... Um, They used to call us faldonas. And I said to hate it. The what? They used to call us faldonas. That was like a name. Faldona yeah, <laughs> Faldona.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's what
1: we had to deal with in grammar school. I hated it. It was horrible.
0: Did anybody know you were a pastor's kid, or you just they, they just knew? That Everybody
1: idea. knew. Everybody knew. Everybody knew we were the corner twenty-sixth Street Central Ave. The pastor's kids. They knew my father father's a strict one. They knew my father was always the one. Like they were scared of my father. A lot of people in that corner. Cause my father was just forget it. We were just, we were known as the pastor's kid in that area. Everybody knew the corner from the church. Cause we lived upstairs.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Who didn't yeah, live you know, upstairs so from the church?
1: I know. Exactly. So it's like, hello from the church.
0: <laughs> Where do you live? You know that church right on top.
1: <laughs> yep, Right on top. They ain't knew. Oh, you live there. And then the phone number will be out there. So everybody knew the phone number too.
0: <laughs> yeah. So. 24 hours.
1: 24 hours.
0: So when, when you went to school, nobody was like, yo, you changed your pants, aren't you the pastor's kid?
1: They knew, Well, when we got to high school, grandma's school, we didn't do it because it was too close to the church and home. And you know, watching the pochancheros, they were running to tell my parents. Because <laughs> you got those Christians that were always keeping an eye. And then it was funny because when we got to high school, when, when me and my sister, we got transferred first to Bayonne High School. So nobody knew us there. Nobody knew us at the Passive Kids, but we never mentioned we were Passive Kids. That's when we got rebellious. We still went, We lived with my aunt for a year. It's when, when we came back to Union City, people saw us in pants, and they were like, wait, you, you guys are allowed to wear pants? And some people knew that we were doing it, changing in the buildings, so it was forgetting. It's so embarrassing, because they all knew that we used to change in the buildings. And they were like, oh, my God, you still? I'm like, whatever. And there was one girl, there was two people. They they were um strict Pentecostal too. They were part of like nah, the 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 with us too, and she was still strict with and she will see us. She was like, oh my god, but you don't think your father, you know, like how could you guys be changed? You know, you we being like, all oh, you guys are so like rebels. They used to call the rebels. I'm like, I don't care. I don't care what nobody says. I'm not freezing <laughs> my butt anymore in the winter. Is you know the struggle is real, and you know, unfortunately, people knew, but that's how they knew us. It's Sad. I mean, that's sad, but it's, it is what it is. People knew us as they knew even in high school with the other high school. So,
0: wasn't that a hassle? You got to go to school and then change again. Yep.
1: Yep. Oh, man. Yep. I think I it would was, be uh, s-
0: such a lazy girl that I'd be like, you know what? Forget it.
1: That Well, that was my sister. After a while, she gave up. She's like, I'm done. I can't. She's like, I, I forget it. I'm not doing this no more. Because there'll be days that we will have to look for a building that had a door open. If not, and we were changing the hallway and if we couldn't find, we had one spot and then they started locking the doors and that's when she was like, forget it. I give up. I'm not doing this. And, you know, to start look, you know, touching door and people not looking or people coming out, you know, we had to always stop and who sees us, who's not. So it, it was, I kept doing it. After a while, she stopped. She was like, I'm not doing it. She, she couldn't do it no more. She was getting tired, changing and changing back. So then to come back home, we had to change again. So it was, it was, it was a mission. It was a mission.
0: <laughs> That's a fun story.
1: Yep. Yep. <laughs>
0: so as a as a as a pastor's kid, what uh what was your favorite what's your favorite memory as a pastor's kid?
1: My favorite memory was really um the campamentos when we had the camps. That we got to join with other churches and see and we met other kids, other pastors' kid. I don't know if you remember, they used to do all of those camps all together. Yeah, In the summer, those were... Because you don't see that. I don't think you, the people don't even do that anymore. So I, for me, I found it fun because you get to meet other holiness, like they call it back in the day, juveniles. And, you know, it was being out of our... Compared to our own church, and it, it was just... I think that was the only fun part that I used to look forward to. Other than that, I didn't find no fun part back then.
0: <laughs> That's funny. So, So then it's going to be easy. The next question is going to be easy. What was your least favorite memory? <laughs> the having, least? To change, having to change oh every my. day for school?
1: Besides that, I hated that we were forced to be in a and we were young, in La Vigilia. That was my least favorite. Like, we were forced to be completely from a Sunday, 6 o'clock in the morning, and as you know, we finished church at 8 o'clock at night, and we were not to eat, allowed to eat till after. And we were kids. So imagine telling your own kid right now. You can't, you have to be like, you know, forcefully. And then we had to like sometimes sneak upstairs, get snacks or something. And God forbid you get caught. (laughs) (laughs) And then God forbid he let you fall asleep.
0: That's another thing
1: too. You know, those were my least favorite.
0: You guys basically grew up as pastor's kids.
1: Yeah, since we were young. My parents started pastoring, I think, when my brother was... Two or three, and we're a year apart. Since three, two, and one, yeah. Since so when my mom was pregnant.
0: Same thing in my house. Yeah, I basically grew up a pastor's kid from birth. It might be a little bit difficult to maybe pinpoint the time that you felt, man, somebody's watching me because I'm the pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. When did you realize that, or did you did that just fade into your life?
1: No, as a teenager. I was the trouble kid, let's put it that way. So I was always the ones getting in trouble for everything. And like I said, you had the little bochinchero. Because I was always fighting, even in school. So God forbid, one of them saw, they used to call my parents, you know, it was like always, oh my God, forget it. So it was more like a teenager. I felt more like we would be more, as we got, we were getting older. And because we were... You know, we would talk back to certain the members, and you know, God forbid you talk back, and you're a pastor's kid, and then they'll tell your pastor, you know, the father. Yeah, do you have this disrespect, and then no, 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 (laughs) So it was, I think, more that age of my our teenage, my teenage age.
0: And did you get that a lot? Hey, don't do that. You're the pastor's daughter.
1: Yeah, I got a lot of it, a lot of it, And, and and like I said, especially fight. I was fighting a lot in the streets. In the school, so I was known for that. And they were like constantly, like you know, what's going on with your daughter. But then again, they, they knew my parents were strict. So it was like they would purposely tell my parents, knowing I'm going to get in trouble at home. So it was like, you know, Haters. it was just at that point. <laughs> yeah, it's like purposely they'll tell on you so you can get in trouble.
0: See what happens. Let's see what the pastor's daughter gets. Yeah,
1: because they they knew my father used to hit us. So it was like, you know, that's the thing. And it's like, really? What do you get out of that? Yeah.
0: That's intense.
1: (laughs) It's crazy.
0: Do you think right now you're in ministry because of being a pastor's kid?
1: If you think it by being, yeah, I think so. You think so? Because, yeah, I think so. Because I think, yeah, growing up, even though I departed myself, I got pregnant young. So I left, I departed myself from God like 16 years. I just came back at 31 years old. So even now that as I got older, I realize now like, oh my God, you know, not only do I have a calling, but now I'm trying to do what God called me to do. And I think it, it's more of the being a pastor's kid from learning and seeing growing up and what we, you know, experience and seeing other preachers out there and everything, you know, the differences, like I feel that's. I think that's The reason why.
0: Hmm. Are you okay with being a
1: pastor? I'm okay. I'm listening for this way. It's like I told God. God, I'm like, God, if that's what you call me to do, I want to be more evangelist. Like he has shown me where he he called me to be, where I'm going to be preaching. My thing is with him, is it going to be the church? I don't know if I want to do a church. I'd rather be traveling and preaching, helping women like he called me to do, you know? Mm -hmm. But again... God also can change our plans or use us in different ways. But I'm up for it. Now I'm really up for it. I think it took for my father to go through what he went through and the way they're depending, not only depending on me, basically, it's like not pressure on me, but he wants to leave the church and he sees that I'm, I'm the main one who's really involved. And it's not like my brother's still not there yeah, let's put it that way. He hasn't gone through his encounter yet, so you know, you know, it, it's just more like if I, if it's God's way of me being the pastor, then you know, to to continue and carry the church, then you know, I'm just I'll do what God told me to do. You never know, things could change from there too.
0: Yeah. So have you have you sat down and talked to your parents like a like a serious talk about taking over the church or plans for the
1: future? Yeah, we we're having that conversation now. So it's funny because we were just talking about it yesterday. My father on his way to um to AC. The thing is that me and my father just started having a relationship. We didn't have a relationship since growing up. Wow. So we like I said, he was very strict. He he, he used to I was the main one who got abused. Let's put it that way. So he was my sister was more daddy to the girl. So I it was a lot of hate that I I grew in relation with him and we barely talked. And it took for the midst of my hurt and me being sick two years ago and losing a marriage, God had to show me the root to my pain, which was my father's hurt. So it took me to now recently, even before he got sick to finally forgive him. So when he got sick and he came out, that's when I finally confessed to him as in, I just forgave you. Like, this is the first time. And then God would show me that we would um, be doing ministry together. So I'm like, why is God showing me this? So recently we just started talking about it and just yesterday I was telling him about it because I told him we're going to do a, um that God put in my heart to do a live in regards to what is the pain of a, uh, que un, un dolor de un padre, mm-hmm. basically. And it joins both of us together because of people knew, like family, other people knew, especially people from church, they knew my father was very abusive, especially with me. And I grew up with a big rencor, you know, hate hateful, like I was and that's the reason why I turned my back on God because I was like, that's all the hypocrisy of a pastor. And then I got to see another hypocrisy with my spouse, as in it was like a chain reaction, basically. Wow. So it it was crazy. So it's, until now, like I said, it's just we we're just talking about it now, <laughs> me and my father. And this is our first time really having a real conversation, and now not only our relationship but of uh, ministry together
0: that is deep yeah going through what you went through you know the loss of your sister the relationship between you and your and your dad what would you say to maybe another female pastor's kid that might be coming up in the same situation or maybe a pastor's wife that might be coming up in the situation that you have or you you have had Mm -hmm. if you had something to say to them what would be one thing if somebody's listening right now, going through your situation, what would it be?
1: Well, I see it more like um, if you're married, put God in the center of your relationship. That's number one. Because if you don't put God in the center, you know, the enemy is always going to attack a, a, a pastoral home. Especially when you have a calling. And, and, you know, I I was the main strong one, prayer warrior. And obviously my husband wasn't. But I tell I would tell people, you know, always put God in the center, always, you know, not only put God but just trust God in the process. Allow God to even if you have an issue, even in the area, not only accept God's love, but it's okay to ask God for guidance. It's okay to give um ask God to comfort us and help us and, and even train us in areas that we need you know, help in, in areas that we don't even know. And even if we're wrong in one area, God will correct us. And I feel like, you know, just just God alone, like I'm learning now. You know, I can't say I can't change my marriage, but God had changed me in my ways. And, you know, he helped me in an area that he took me to a root of my pain that I thought I had forgiven in the past, when in reality he had to touch me. He had to touch that area for me to fully heal so he could take me to another chapter and take me to where he's really called, calling me to be. So that's why I just saw, you know, people is, you know, just God just, you know, it's okay. And it's okay, you know, to be, I'm not saying it was bad to be a pastor's wife or a pastor's kid. It's okay. Cause we learn and I think we, we learn more being at the pastor's kid and we learn our mistakes, the good and the bad compared to everybody else, we know the difference. So we are able to even teach others for the example of who we're learning from. So I just feel like, you know, it's not bad to be a pastor's kid. (laughs) First, we were like, I used to hate being a pastor's kid, but now I look at it as and you know what? It's good because we wouldn't know what we know now compared to other people who don't know we've seen it all we know the difference we know what's the good what's bad what's and we know now that by God's grace and God's love we're we're equal just like everybody else we just have a little more experience because of our background but we can help others in the area to be where we at but I see myself as I try to be equal I don't I, I used to hate when people used to look at us because we were past this kid and we'd be like we're the same doesn't matter we we're past this kid you know
0: so I like that point that you're saying that because of what what we've been through, what we've seen, we mm-hmm. can help others correct, and i think I think that's the that's the job of the church in general to just help others,
1: yep,
0: thank you for those words.
1: yes, you're welcome, you're welcome.
0: I hope that everything turns out well. I pray that God lets you know what's going on and opens the doors that have to be opened and closes yes, the and doors that have to be closed.
1: Hey, yes, thank you. Thank you for having me, and thank you for this opportunity as well. Of course. And God bless you soon. Hey, guys, hope you enjoyed the show.